Broadcasting live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Live on the road. Here's your boy, Q. It doesn't get any better than this. It really doesn't. It's a Friday. It's Good Friday. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness in your ear hole. My man, Damon Cotton, in the home studio. He's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. He's getting his fine performance on in the studio behind the wheels of steel, holding it down. And, of course, I'm here at Treasure Island at the TI Golden Circle Sportsbook. And we're here to have a lot of fun with you for the next few hours. Going to be here all the way up till 5 o'clock. Uh, got the whole Myers family here today. My dad's around here. The wife's around here. I'm here. We're having a good time. And only we, only thing we need, only person we need is you. That's all we need is for you to come on by. We've already actually had a couple people stand, stop by, say what's up, shake some hands, take some pictures. So uh, this is a fun day, man. It's nice weather outside. Uh, it's real easy to slide into the TI. It's free parking. I say it again, free parking, free parking, free parking, because if it ain't free, it ain't me. So riding into uh, TI is so super easy. Love to come in here and hang out with you on a Friday. And, of course, if you're out there and you want to get your gamble on, you want to maybe hit some slots, you can do that. If you want to hit some poker, you can do that. Or if you want to get your horse racing on, you can do that. Of course, they've got the 24-hour kiosk going on here available at the Golden Circle Sportsbook. So it's just a good time out. It's a one-stop shop. You can do anything. I'll tell you right now, and I won't say it when they come back, Pops and the wife walked away with $31 in ones. <laughs> and then they came back real quick, and I was like, dang, you guys out of money already? They said, oh, no, 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 we're, we're, we're surveying the scene. So uh, I don't know where they're in. So if you run into them here at TI, they could be getting into some trouble or they could be having some fun. I know it's fun either way you look at it. Trouble's fun sometimes too, and I'm sure that they're having a good time out here and about, and you can as well. Again, come on by. We're going to be here until at least 5 o'clock enjoying ourselves on this good Friday, heading into the weekend, heading into Easter. It's also Jackie Robinson Day if you're uh, into baseball. Even if you're not into baseball, it's still Jackie Robinson Day across the MLB, and I'm looking up at some of the screens, and there's baseball games going on. There was a game I was watching earlier before I left the house. Uh, the Mets were whooping the Arizona Diamondbacks, and now they're whooping Boston 6-1 to one right now. So uh, that's some of the action that's on. NFL Live is on, looking at uh, Ryan Clark and Matt Miller and company. They're up there talking all things NFL draft. Uh, horse racing's on some of the screens. I mean, I'm telling you, what else do you want? You know, the weather's nice outside, but it's cooler inside. So uh, we got everything you need. If you haven't had lunch yet, well, you can get some great lunch specials. You can get some good drink specials. And, again, just come on by and have a good time. And, and we're definitely going to have a good time as we head into this weekend. So we have a lot coming up on today's show. Got some really good guests for you coming up at 2.30. Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. We usually have her on just to talk some UNLV action, but we're going to have her on today to talk NFL draft. And what I mean by that is what's going on downtown here in Las Vegas as it's starting to come together. It's so funny. And this is what has happened so many years as far as I'm concerned. Year on top of year on top of year. When it comes to the Raiders and the lack of success that they've had during the regular season, we all start talking about the draft very early, right? We start talking about the draft way before the season ever wraps up. So it feels like we're talking about the draft forever, and it feels like they were just dragging it out and trying to get to the finish line. But Raider Nation, the finish line is only a couple weeks away. It's less than two weeks away. At this point, two weeks from now, we'll actually be talking about the results of round one and if the Raiders made a move to get back into round one. I don't think that they're going to. But there's a lot of things I didn't think, and I don't think that happens. So uh, that's the beauty of it. But there's a lot going on downtown. There's already some road closures. There's already some lane closures. There's a lot of construction going on as far as the draft and how they plan on setting this thing up. And I've said it almost each and every day, and I probably will say it each and every day leading up to the draft. This thing is going to be epic. I mean, Nashville did it, and they were off the chain. Don't get me wrong. Nashville was fantastic. Philadelphia, they did a really good job. It was great. They were outside the Rocky Steps. It was fun to, you know, be there and, and check that out. Chicago, eh, it was all right. You know, it was kind of cool. It was inside an amphitheater, but it was cool, Chicago. Arlington, well, it was in Jerry's World, so it is what it is. But, man, I'll tell you right now, this is going to be epic. This is going to be one of those things that people are going to talk about for a real long time. Remember when this happened at the draft? And who knows what it's going to be? You know, who knows if someone's going to end up in the – in the fountain there at the Venetian or, at the, you know, at the, at the Bellagio, wherever they end up. Who knows where they're going to end up? Who, who really knows? I don't have any idea. I have people hit me up all the time like, you, where's this? Where's that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's going to be one of those scenarios where you just don't know 
how, how it's going to all play out, but you know that they have some massive plans, so I can't wait to see it all unfold. So we'll talk to Paloma about that coming up at 2.30 at 3 o'clock. We'll have Cover 3 NFL news and notes of the day, everything that's going on in the NFL. And there's always some action going on in the NFL, so that'll come up at 3 o'clock at 3.30. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, he'll join us, talk a little contract talk, get a little deeper dive into the Derek Carr contract, and he's also been uh, on Twitter, if you follow him at PFF underscore Brad, he's been putting out a lot of information about a lot of draft guys, uh, guys like wide receivers that are going to be in the draft, defensive ends that are going to be in the draft, just all kind of prospects that are going to be in the draft. He's been doing a deep dive on that. So we'll talk, we'll talk some contract information with him. We'll talk about you know, just the fact that the next man up is going to get paid a lot of money. And you see what's going on in Arizona right now with Kyler Murray. Says he's not going to play in Arizona without a, a contract extension. And I'll be 100% honest, I don't think Kyler Murray's the end-all, be-all. I don't think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But I'll tell you what, he's a lot better than what they had when he got there. And I don't blame a guy that's going into the last year of his deal only going to make $5 million, and I say that with a smile on my face, only $5 million, when there's guys across the league that are making $40 million or $35 million or $30 million. It's just the harsh reality of being on a rookie contract and being on a veteran quarterback or on a veteran contract if you're a quarterback. So we'll talk to Brad coming up at 3.30, all things contracts and all things NFL draft at 4 p.m. Jordan Reed from ESPN, he's an NFL draft analyst, does a really good job. Him and Matt Miller have really been tag-teaming it with, when it comes to the NFL draft. It's funny to see ESPN, I don't want to say kind of pass the sticks on, but they're starting to kind of pass the sticks on a little bit. Of course, Mel Kuyper Jr., he's the, he's the guy, right? Todd McShay is his, his running buddy. But now you're starting to see the, the younger generation of guys that are on the come up. And Matt Miller and Jordan Reed have been doing it for ESPN now for a few years. And uh, they're doing a really good job. And so we had Matt Miller on just last week. Now we're going to have Jordan Reed. He's going to join us coming up at 4 o'clock. And I promise you I could talk to someone about the draft every single day leading up to the draft. And the conversation would never be the same. There's just that much going on when it comes to the draft. There's so many different angles that you can, uh, you know, just attack when it comes to the NFL draft. And, and one of the things I'm going to ask Jordan about is we're less than two weeks out. Are teams set? Are they confident in what their board is right now? Have they trusted their evaluation? Do they know if this guy's here at pick 22, this is who I'm going to take? Or if this guy's here at pick 28, is that set in stone right now? Because I think it should be. I mean, you're less than two weeks out. If you don't know what you're going to do by now, you probably aren't going to know. You know, you're probably not going to have a very good idea. You're probably just going to go ahead and grab a name, throw it against the wall, and hope it sticks, and hope for the best. And as we've seen before, Raider Nation, that don't work very often. So we'll talk to Jordan, all things NFL draft. That's coming up at 4 o'clock. And uh, as I mentioned, we're going to hear from you throughout the course of the show as well, 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash text line is 69187 keyword rnr so that's uh those are the guests coming up on the show today what's up brother hey look at the family rolling in hold on hold on what's happening though what up though Juan the smashers here what's up dog how you doing man you all right okay all right let me check this out Juan the smasher got i got a homemade hold on man oh wow look at that oh look at that nice look at that las vegas raiders homemade what's the baby's names Makai, what's up? What's up, young man? Hey, you got to give me a little. Yeah, I see. I ain't mad at you. I'm a funny-looking guy. Hey, how you doing? Oh, nice. Your backpack is beautiful. How you doing? You doing good? All right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Hey, raise them right. Right. That's right. Raise them right. Make sure that they got their priorities in, in, in check. Well, thank you so much, man. Juan the Smasher just stopped by and hooked it up with a a custom-made Las Vegas Raiders poster board. I'm going to have to take a picture of this in the break and tweet it out and everything. So that's All right, that's Keith, good. so I can be selfish. We have a Zoom <laughs> set up. Right Turn on, it man. towards me so I can see it. Appreciate you. Okay, yeah, we do have a Zoom set up. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you see it. Here you go. Here you go, Damon. Oh, did he make that himself or one of his yeah, children? Yeah, yeah, he oh, made okay. it himself. That is nice. Yeah, there it is. Want to smash for the artist. Huh? Damon's in the home studio. He's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. We can't let him out the cage too often, you know. He don't know how to act. He don't know how to act with it. <laughs> yeah, he's in trouble, man. I got him on timeout. <laughs> I keep him on timeout, but he's doing his thing, man. He's back in the home studio. But Juan, that's awesome, man. Thank you so much, man. We're gonna we're gonna put that up on the wall, man. That's gonna that's 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 fantastic stuff right there. Thank you so much for stopping by, brother. Have a great weekend. You guys be good. <laughs> got the babies with him. I heard that. I'm not mad at that at all. Well, there you go. We got the guests lined up. We had Juan the Smasher stop by already, man. This is off to a great show. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. 
the opening drive of unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Now, I mentioned uh, that we were going to have cover three NFL news and notes of the day coming up at 3 o'clock, just kind of scatter shooting across the league. One piece of news that did uh, break earlier this morning was the fact that Stephon Gilmore, a defensive back that a lot of Raider Nation wanted the Raiders to sign. He's decided to sign a two-year deal with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, $13 million got it done the first year. Uh, it's ultimately a $23 million deal if he uh, hits all of his incentives. $14 million is guaranteed in this contract. So Stephon Gilmore is off the books. He's there's is just I mean it's not going to happen. He's he's up there teaming up with Gus Bradley and it looks like the Colts are putting together a nice little uh, defense. They already had a nice defense. Already had some good playmakers in that defense. But it's funny, Rocky Sin gets gets traded to the Raiders and then Stephon Gilmore ends up siding with the Colts. So uh, there you go. So Stephon Gilmore off the table. So Raider Nation, I want to throw the question out there to you. And we talked about you know where are the areas of improvement. We've talked about that in, in great detail. What areas do you think that they still need to attack? I think we're all been in agreement that the offensive line and and also corner is an area that that is I don't want to say concern, but is an area that you still want to you know make sure that they go ahead and address as they continue to build this this team and and uh, get ready for the NFL draft coming up starting on the 28th. So now that Stephon Gilmore is off the table, how comfortable with what the Raiders are done? Are you? How comfortable are you? Do you think that they need to make any other move, or are you good with them waiting until after the draft to make a move? So, you know, there's going to be a lot of guys. After, they, after the draft happens, there's going to be a lot of veterans that are going to be released. And so then they'll have some, some folks to choose from as well that they can go ahead and sign as veterans that can help out either on the offensive line, in the corner position, at safety, maybe a linebacker. I mean, there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be without jobs after the draft. Not only veterans, but also guys that didn't get drafted. So with what they've done this offseason, are you comfortable with them standing pat right now and waiting until after the draft to make their next free agent signing? That's what I want to know from you today, 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Since it is Good Friday and we want to go into the weekend with good vibes, right? Who, who, who couldn't go into the weekend with a good vibe? I mean, you go outside and it's the, the weather is just perfect. We're hanging out at the TI on a Friday. I mean, we know the weekend's coming up. I mean, how, how could you not have a good vibe? But just to go ahead and make the vibe a little bit better, I want to hear from you and I want to know what to you is good about being a Raider fan? What is it that is good to you? What gives you that good feeling when you know that you're out repping the silver and black? Just like Juan just came by. Juan the Smasher just came by with this awesome poster. I can't wait to take a picture and tweet it out. This is fantastic. This is definitely going up in the, uh, on the wall of the Finley Cadillac Performance Studios. I mean, this, this is great. He, it was homemade. That takes time. It's not like he just walked into the, into the store and was like, oh, let me get that. I'm going to take it over to the guys. I mean, that, I mean Danny, you're, you're checking this thing out. I mean, this, this took some time. That looks like it took a lot of time. It's, it's very detailed. Yeah. The lines are perfectly straight. Like, That's what I'm they, saying. They definitely took their time with it. It took a lot of time. Yeah, man. And so – to me, that's someone who feels good about being a Raider fan, right? Obviously, he's got some good vibes about being a Raider fan. We did grades for the offseason yesterday, a lot of A's, a lot of B-pluses. I think that was the overall consensus, the B-plus grade. But when Juan the Smasher rolls out with a poster like this, homemade, took some time, took a lot of time. You know, time's valuable, right? How many of us get home and we're like, oh, I got to do this, oh, I got to do that, oh, I got to do this? Who gets home and was like, man, I'm going to make this poster so I can take it to Q at TI tomorrow? Who does that, right? That's a dude who feels good about himself. That's a dude who feels good about what's going on, the vibe around the team. I can appreciate that. So I do ask you, Raider Nation, what is good to you? What makes you feel good about being a fan of the silver and black? 702-365-9200. Again, Sam and Ash text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Mailman Raider said, Q, question when it comes to the previous playbook. Is that something that is kept in, into a new regime? Will McDaniels take plays and put his own twist on it or just straight up run, run ones that Carr and, and offense can execute or just wipe it out completely? Um, and thank you for the text. I don't, I don't know if it's wipe it out completely because I think that everyone has their own variation of everything, but it's not Gruden's playbook. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's put it like that. It's, it's absolutely uh, Josh McDaniels' playbook. And Derek Carr being the veteran that he is, he's going to be – very comfortable with running his plays. The difference is the terminology. 
I mean, that's, that's what it all boils down to. That's what Bill Callahan, I know I'm trying to have good vibes going into the weekend, but that's what Bill Callahan, when he was the head coach of the Raiders, did not do. When he took over as the head coach after Gruden was traded to Tampa Bay, he did not change the terminology of the plays. Yeah, a lot of plays have the same concepts, same base, but the terminology is not the same because why would you do that? <laughs> why would you have the same terminology so if another coach plays against you, he knows exactly what you're running? And when he hears the call, he knows how to defend it. Well, I know I wasn't the only one who watched that Super Bowl and saw that Bill Callahan had no clue what he was doing, and that's the reason why he's not a head coach. Good offensive line coach, great offensive line coach, maybe one of the best in the business. Head coach, not so much. He probably was thinking, what are the odds that we're going to see them in the Super Bowl? That's exactly what he was thinking. That's exactly (laughs) what he was thinking. You're right. I'll tell you what, Damon. I rooted for the Philadelphia Eagles so hard in that game when it was the Eagles and Tampa Bay. Like, I, if I could have willed the Eagles to win that game, they would have. I was just like, let's go Philly. I mean, I ain't never rooted for Philly ever. But, man, I was pulling for them like I was a diehard. You know what I mean? Like, I was fly, eagle, fly that day, hoping that Philly would find a way to beat Tampa Bay because I just had a bad, bad feeling. And I thought, you know what, it could be gas or it could be just a bad feeling in my gut. It wasn't gas. It was a bad feeling in my gut that Tampa Bay was going to beat the brakes off the Raiders because they were going to know exactly what they were doing, and that's exactly what happened. Again, trying to have good vibes on this Friday, and all of a sudden i got to bring that up. I don't know how I got there. <laughs> I don't know how I got there, but I sure did. Update in the baseball game. Boston just hit, a I think, a three-run home run and closed the gap. Minnesota's up 6-4 to four over Boston right now. As we're watching here live at TI, the Golden Circle Sportsbook, we encourage you to come on by, hang out with us. Parking is free, 24-hour kiosk for horse racing. And, of course, there's a lot of nice machines that you can get your, your play on with. You can come on by, say what's up, hang out with us. We'll be here at least till 5 o'clock. Want to hear from you, Raider Nation. Again, throw the number out one more time, 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash, text line 69187, keyword RNR. Let's go out to Albuquerque, talk to our guy H. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Hey, Q. How you doing, man? Good to talk I'm, to you. Yes, sir. I'm blessed. You know, I hear some things, a lot of talk about trading or extending Darren Waller to get back in the first round if you want to trade him, which makes no sense to me. Um, why do we need to do anything with him? You know, he's halfway through his current contract. I say we keep him another year. But what I was thinking was like, well, where, where, how, where does that leave us uh, to trade with, to move into the first round? And why not uh, try to trade next year's first-round pick to get back in the first round and try to get another offensive lineman, possibly? I'm not really comfortable with a line right now. And if we're all in on a three-year window, what are we waiting for? May as well get back in the draft, and you have the added bonus of uh, you know being in Vegas and stuff. we got several teams with several first-round picks. Right. You know, one drawback of that is all those contracts come up at the same time, so maybe one of those teams would be willing to – to swap one of those picks. Yeah. Hey, good stuff, man. Great call. H and Albuquerque, we appreciate you, my man. Thanks for uh, th- for the call, and make sure it's not your last one, man. It's always good to hear from you. I hope you have a great weekend. And, you know, I- I'm I'm with you. One, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade Darren Waller to save my life. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that that's silly. With all the weapons that the Raiders could potentially have offensively, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even think about that. Now, I know that's a conversation. I know that's been a conversation because there's speculation that the Raiders want to get back into the first round. So how do you do that? What's your biggest asset that you have? You're not going to trade Carr. You know, that would have got you back into the first round, but you're not going to, you're not going to do that. I've been under the belief that I don't even know if Darren Waller would get you into the first round, but others have told me he would. So, okay, I'll take their word for it. I wouldn't do it. That, that's just too, much, too many weapons. I mean, you want, to, you want to compete with the arms race that's going on in the AFC West. Why would you get rid of one of your best assets, you know, just for a chance at someone in the in the first round that might be a, a really good player? It might. But we also know that they might not. So I wouldn't do that. Now, to answer your other question when it comes to why would you extend him or why would you uh, do anything with his contract, right now he's the 17th highest paid tight end in the league. 17th. Darren Waller is not the 17th worst tight end in the league or best tight end, however you want to word it. He's not. He's way much higher on the list. And it, you can't base everything off of that. You can't. I get it. Once you sign a contract, you sign a contract. But there's times when guys really just outplay their contract and you sit there and say, yeah, you might have to do something with that. Now, the only problem with that is, and this is, I think, the dilemma that the Raiders are in right now, 
it's not like he's got one year left. He's got two years left on his deal. That's where the dilemma comes in. Because if you're willing to basically eat a four-year contract two years in and redo it, you might not be sending a very good message to the rest of the team. And I don't mean a bad message like, hey, we'll redo your contract after two years, but they might think that that is all of a sudden not an exception, but that's the way of, it is. And that's not a good, that's not a good uh, tone set. So I, that's, that's where you get stuck in the pickle. You know, and I think that the guy's worth a lot more than the $6 million in base money or $7 million in base money that he's going to make this year. Oh, by the way, no guaranteed money. I think he's a lot better than that. But I also know that sometimes, you know, you're, you're in a position where you've got to make a decision for you. And so that's what Darren's got to do, and that's what his representation's got to do, and that's what the Raiders have got to do. And this is the thing. There has been no conversation about he's unhappy, his representation's unhappy, or the Raiders in a bet. Nobody, there's not any of that conversation going on. So, you know, no one's saying that that's going to happen. I think everyone's just looking at it like that's a possibility. I think it was the signing of Clutch Sports as his right. new agency that did right. it. Right, yeah, People have yeah. those perceptions. Hey, you see what LeBron's doing? Hey, look. He did all this for all these other contracts. Look at the right. Lakers now. He's gonna, they're going to do the same thing with Waller. Right, well, and, and perception is reality a lot of the times, so I can totally understand that. Totally understand that. And Clutch Sports has been shown to be able to get it done one way, one how. You know, my best example is Anthony Davis. That's a Clutch Sports guy. And as we all know how it ended in uh, New Orleans – it wasn't very good. So that's a possibility. Again, I'm not saying that that's anything going on. It's just something that, you know, is, needs to be looked at and, and, you know, just know, know that there's a possibility that that could be going on. So I guess that's the best way to, to answer that, that question. Uh, got a text at 69187, keyword R&R. This is actually Sal from Selma. Selma, California, right outside of Fresno. Selma, I used to stop, used to drive on my way to Visalia to the radio station. There's always that jacket box right off the, uh, the highway, man. You jump off the 99, boom, jacket box, boom, jump right back on, and you're good to go. Uh, Sal from Selma, Cali says, Q, what I love about being a Raider is the family camaraderie. Anyone could be tailgating at the Coliseum Barbecue, and it didn't matter who you were or are you from or, or where you're from. As long as you are repping that silver and black, you always got a free plate. And that's what I love about being a Raider fan. We take care of each other. Yeah, we fight, but that's what families do. Again, that's from Sal, from Selma. And those are facts right there. You know, I don't know how many times, DeMond, that we were at the Rockstar throughout the course of the year. And what did we do? We just met nothing but Raider fans that just made it feel like family. Like, oh, man, I listen to you guys all the time. I always hear DeMond saying that he can play ball. We know he can't play ball, Q. We know that. Nobody said always, that. Everybody said that. <laughs> Everyone said that. They're like, man, DeMond be selling wolf tickets. But it's all good. You know, but no, in all reality, man, uh, you know, just the, the, family, the family relationship that you have when it comes to Raider Nation and, and just being a fan of the team, that's something that I really fell in love with as a kid going to the Coliseum, just sitting in the stands watching the game, is the fact that there'd be 65,000 of my best friends around me. You know what I mean? Like, literally, it didn't matter if I went there by myself if I went there with my buddy Daniel, if I took whoever, whoever decided to go with me, all of a sudden I was friends with everyone in that row or everyone in that section or everyone on that level. Or, you know what I mean? It's just like it was so, so easy all of a sudden to become friends. And, and it's almost like when you got to the Coliseum, when you got to the game, you left everything else at the door. So whatever you had going on throughout the course of the week, whatever made me and you not see eye to eye, Monday through Saturday, it all changed on Sunday. Because when we met at the Coliseum and you had that Tim Brown jersey on and I had that C. Wood jersey on, all of a sudden it was like, yeah, that's my family. Hey, give me a hug. That's exactly how it was. That, that's absolute facts right there. That was one of my favorite aspects of being a Raider fan, being part of Raider Nation, is that family, that family feeling. That's a great one. I like that. I like that. Uh, one more text from the 813. Why trade up into the first round? The Raiders haven't gotten a great pick in the first round anyway. That's true. Mm. That's true. You know, and, and DeMond, I don't, I, don't, I don't expect the Raiders to trade up into the first round. I just know that that conversation has been out there ever since, what, the owners' meetings? And I think Vinny put out the first tweet that the Raiders were thinking about or talking about, you know, potentially moving back up into the draft. And look, moving back up could be moving up earlier in round three, could be moving up into round two. Or it could be leapfrogging all the way to jump, uh, round one. I mean, that, there's a lot of different things. Look, they don't pick till 86. So there's a lot of different scenarios that could be in play. But 
I would be fine. Honestly, if day one went by and nothing happened as far as the Raiders go, I'd be okay with that. I could sit back and watch the draft and see how it all unfolds. If day two went by and they didn't pick till pick 86, I'd be okay with that too. Because what I do know and what I do believe is that at pick 86, there's still going to be some real good players available. There's going to be some really good. I think you're going to see some really good players available all the way through, you know, maybe the beginning of round five. Then all of a sudden you're saying, okay, well, we hope that we find a diamond in the rough like a, like a Nate Hobbs was. Yeah. I, think there's a bu- I think there's a bunch of teams that are kicking themselves in the backside that they let not Nate Hobbs pass that many times. But also, those teams could be kicking themselves. But us as fans, did we know that Nate Hobbs was going to be what he turned out to be? So for no, fans no. that say, hey, trade up, you don't right. know if that guy's going to be that immediate day one starter. No, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of guys that they've had in, in round one, you know, to the Texas point. I can name a bunch. You know, Damon Arnett, womp, womp. Garyon Conley, womp, womp. I mean, Obi Melanfonwu was round two. That was a womp, womp. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I can go on and on. There's plenty of round ones that you look back and say, uh, yeah, not so much. You know, but – Again, that's the crapshoot that is the NFL draft because they look good. Even in college, even if they look good in college, doesn't mean that they're going to thrive on the next level. It's just a different ball game. You know, just because you're good at one place doesn't mean that you're good. Because in college, the thing about it, and this is why a lot of people, including myself, thought Obi Melanfabu was going to be good because he's a hell of an athlete. In college and even in high school, you know, high school even more, you can out-athlete everybody. If you're a great athlete, what are you? The quarterback. Doesn't necessarily mean you're really a quarterback. You're just better than everybody else. So you could be that guy. So then you get a, a scholarship and you go to college and all of a sudden they make you a DB or they make you a wide receiver or a running back or a linebacker. But you're still a hell of an athlete. So even if you're not fundamentally sound when it comes to the game of football, you're still better than that guy. <laughs> exactly. You know I mean? Like UNLV had a guy, Armani Rogers. He transferred yeah. to Ohio and he was a quarterback all his years in college. He's got the record for a 99-yard run touchdown, just dropped back in the back of the end zone, took yep. it all the way to the house. But the NFL, they're looking at him as a tight end because he's 6'5", 230. Yeah, and he was actually at the uh, East-West Shrine Bowl. He was right here in Las Vegas at uh, Legion Stadium, you know, and, and had an opportunity to participate. He literally, if gets drafted, is going to get drafted as a tight end. But his whole life, he's just been the best athlete. He's been the best And that's the thing about it. So you can be – the most gifted athlete and not be the greatest football player is a difference. And for the longest, some folks, and, and look, the, I think every team is, is, is falling for that banana in the tailpipe. They'll fall in love with the best athlete instead of falling in love with the best football player. It's a fine line. You can run fast, you can jump high, and you can lift a lot. But if you can't play and you don't know how to drop in coverage or you don't know how to, you know, uh, be patient enough to hit the hole when it opens up or you can't block someone from screaming off the edge or you can't drop the ball into the bucket, you know what I mean, then you probably aren't going to succeed on the next level. And that's why some guys that are so stinking good in college ain't worth the salt and they wash out immediately in the NFL, man. It is not a science. It is an absolute crapshoot. Speaking of crapshoots, we are at the TI, the Golden Circle Sportsbook. We are hanging out here. If you want to get your uh, you want to get your gamble on all weekend long, this is the place for you. You want to get the horse racing on? You want to do your horse racing? 24-hour kiosks are available for you to do that right now. You want to park for free? Great. This is the place for you. Parking is free. Come hang out with us right now. We're going to be here till 5 o'clock. Juan the Smashers come by. Plenty of folks have already come by. We're going to be here for a while. All we need is you. Holler at us, man. 225 is the time, and this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. <laughs> hey, Raider, hey, Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation Radio Station 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. My man Damon is at the Family Cadillac Performance Studio. He's making everything go. I'm at the Golden Circle Sportsbook here at the TI. 
making things go till 5 o'clock. I definitely encourage you to come on by and hang out with us, man. We're having a really, really good time. Shout out to my man Juan the Smasher that already came by, dropped off this custom-made poster that him and the family created. It's fantastic. Going to tweet it out in a matter of minutes. But right now, on the phone lines is one of our really, really good friends. Uh, we talk to her. Normally, we talk to her about every week, but she's been really busy. That's Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports on Twitter at Paloma Villacana. And Paloma, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And I'm excited about, you know, UNLV. I'm always talking to you about UNLV, talking basketball, hoops, uh, you know, talking football and all that good stuff. And I know spring ball is going on right now. But you've been covering the NFL draft and the way that everything is being built up downtown. How exciting is it just from being kind of on, on, not on stage, but there on site as the stage is being created? Yeah, I mean, it's only two weeks away or less than two weeks away, right. I should say now, but I mean, you can already feel the buzz every single day. I'll be working on something with the NFL draft, whether that's with the Raiders or with, you know, the LVCVA or whatever. I just want to bring all the stories and make sure that everyone's covered. Everyone knows where to go, where to party, where to eat, where to drink, where to, you know, have fun. I mean, I covered the draft uh, in Nashville and it was mm. a blast. I mean, they had all of Broadway blocked off and there were thousands of people i mean it was it was insane you couldn't even move so if that was nashville and you think about how much smaller nashville is compared to las vegas i can only imagine that um you know we won't even be able to walk anywhere it's going to be insane but it's you know it's the super bowl it's it's the highlight of you know my career for real so it's so much fun and uh yeah we were out there at the bellagio fountains yesterday and i i had so many questions. I mean, I was asking the Bellagio X, Y, and Z, and they were like, Paloma, chill out. Like, we got two <laughs> weeks to set this up. You know, what's so cool is just like we've never seen it before. You know, we've never right. seen a floating red carpet on the Bellagio fountains for the NFL draft. It's never been done before. So, of course, Vegas is going all out. And just the fact that the picks, the first round picks, are going to be brought onto the stage in a boat and, you know, we'll be out there uh, on a floating stage. I'm like, this is crazy, but it's awesome. I'm so excited. And I know that I, I just think a, an event like this is going to bring the community so together. And even the non-sports fans are going to come out here and they want to be a part of it some way and somehow. So to me, it's, it's bigger than a game. It's bigger than the players. It's bigger than, you know, the NFL. It's, it's about our community and, and pulling the city together. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, I saw one of your videos where there was, you know, they were building that stage in the in the fountain, and you actually saw the, the backdrop of the stage come out of the water. Like, I mean, when you say you had so many questions, Paloma, I had so many questions. So I'm not mad at you asking those questions because it's it's like, how does this happen? How do you do it? But, it, I mean, was it, is it me or was there, like, even a scuba guy in one of those videos? I was telling Bellagio, throw me some scuba gear. I'm, I'm trying to get in there. I'm trying to rise up from the water and see what this is about. But um, I know that there's so much on that, that lake, so much equipment with the fountain. Yeah. So, you know, meanwhile, while they're building the, the stage, the fountain show is still going on. So <laughs> I'm wow. like, these guys are getting soaked out here putting this on. But I may need to pick up a part-time job as a scuba diver setting up the stage for real. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I will say you said you were at the uh, Nashville draft covering that, so I'm assuming that you were the lady that was in front of me with no camera and you wouldn't move out of the way. I'm assuming that that was you. <laughs> Probably, but, yeah, that was special. I mean, I covered uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, Cleveland yeah. Farrell, Jonathan Abram. I mean, it was it was a special draft, and, you know, here yep. I am in Vegas, so I'm like, hey, it all worked out. So No, it did. It, it did, special. and that's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's so special, and, and – I was there in Nashville, and I remember, and, and I wonder if you were at the event as well, where, remember it was like a, a day before uh, the draft where they were at the stadium there, the Titans Stadium, and they let us interview all the players and everything. Like, that's what I've been telling people, that it's more than the draft. It's the lead-up as well. There's so many different things that are going to go on so we can provide the best coverage. Do you? I mean, do you re recall those times? Yeah, I mean, it's really the whole week. I mean, I remember yeah. coming out there maybe like Tuesday or Wednesday and, um, you know, Nashville was already shut down. Like, they had so much going on for the fans, the community. Um, obviously, it's Nashville, so there's always something happening right. on Broadway. But I just remember the NFL trying to reach out to the community as much as possible and uh, allowing fans and locals to get an up-close, you know, personal experience with the picks and the teams and 
And of course, you know, this is the NFL. So fans from all 32 teams will be here. So you have Mm -hmm. fans from all over the country, all over the world coming in for this. And it it just brings in a really, I don't know, it feels like the Olympics to me or something. Like, it's just like the whole world is is in one town for three days and it's a blast. It really is. all, all eyes, all eyes are going to be uh, on on the draft, no doubt about it. And you're right; it's, it's very similar to the Olympics. We're talking right now with Paloma Villacana from Fox Five Sports here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. My man Demon in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio has one for you. Go ahead, Demon. Yeah, you talked about how many people are expected to come, but have, when you talked to the people at the Bellagio, did you get like a number count or an estimate of how many people are actually mm-hmm. supposed to be in Vegas? Because I'm thinking maybe close to a million. I'm thinking close to a million, too. I haven't been given an exact number. And it's really funny because every time I reach out to, you know, MGM Resorts, Bellagio, LVCVA, it's like they're still trying to calculate how many people are coming to this event. But, I mean, when it comes to the the roads being closed and things being blocked off and, you know, parts of the section of the roads, it's like, hey, you already know the Las Vegas Strip is going to be packed. So, uh, you know, get a hotel, you know, <laughs> get an Uber and, 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 you know, just try and stay close to the strip as, as much as you can. But I just remember how packed Broadway was. Um, you know, I think they had like 400,000, 500,000 people out there in Nashville. So I can only imagine, you know, in, in my perspective, we double that here in Vegas. Yes. Yeah, Paloma, you talk to the people at the Bellagio. Are they ready? Do they have a contingency plan in place for somebody that's going to jump in the fountain when they are so excited about a draft pick? So there's already so much security over there. I mean, they have that that sidewalk blocked off pretty, pretty good. I mean, and we're two weeks away and that sidewalk is already, you know, booked with with security. So in my opinion, I don't even know if you're going to be able to see the sidewalk. So that's the other thing. I want to see, you know, what what monitors, what what they build so that fans can see the red carpet, they can see the stage, they can see what's going on because I anticipate that whole sidewalk will just be blocked off for security purposes. I like it. I like it a lot. Talking again with Paloma Villacana here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Now, uh, as far as just, like, everything that has been happening here in the city and, you know, all these different events are coming, I mean, it just feels like one thing after the other. Uh, they're having this big, st- uh, not stadium, but complex being built. That's going to be on the way pretty soon. I mean, this, at some point, I don't want to, you know, get too far ahead of myself, but it feels like this city is really about to blow up just sports-wise. What are your thoughts? Well, I think it's a big part of the Raiders coming here and building Allegiant Stadium and bringing an NFL team to a city. I mean, look what happens when you bring an NFL team to a city. The whole sports landscape changes. And look what happens when an NFL team leaves a city like San Diego, like St. Louis. I mean, you can see the spark in those cities already die down because the Rams are no longer there. The Chargers are no longer there. But when a team comes to, to a city... Everything just gets elevated global-wise. We have Formula One coming. We have yeah. the draft coming. We have the Super Bowl coming. I mean, who knows what else is coming? Um, we, Las Vegas is the buzz of sports globally. And, you know, anytime wild. I talk to a friend or anytime I talk to a family member, they're like, damn, Paloma, like, you are busy. And I'm like, yo, it's the best time in the world to be here. <laughs> right. There's <laughs> no downtime. So <laughs> right. No off season, no downtime at all. So you mentioned hot spots and places to go, you know, and enjoy the draft or watch the draft or, you know, eat at and stuff like that. Have you, have you got a good handle yet on where folks should go if they're not necessarily right there on top of the draft? Yeah, I think over by the link in the high roller, that's really where the NFL is building their their I guess it's called like a like an entertainment area, a, a okay. football entertainment area, and there will be food, drinks, games, they have oh, it's called the NFL draft experience and it'll be going on all three days. Um and it's over by the stage, over by the link and the high roller, and that's where you can do the 40-yard dash, the vertical jump. Ooh. You know, it sounds really like kid family friendly, but I'm going to be out there, too, running <laughs> running a 40-yard <laughs> dash and kicking field goals and making a fool out of myself. But uh, that's the whole point of this draft, to get the community, to get families out here, to get, you know, kids in the Valley who love, you know, whatever team they love 
whatever team they love is going to be here in town uh, during the draft. So for pictures and autographs over there by the link and the high roller is kind of where the hub is going to be for the NFL draft all three states, all three days. So uh, that is my mission to find out uh, where you should drink, eat, party in the next week, because uh, I want to, I want to do all that. So absolutely, (laughs) you don't got Q started. You you said 40 yard dash and he's already (laughs) thinking that he's probably going to go there and show everybody up. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. I got this. I got this. (laughs) I got, I got, I, I got, look, I got confidence in me and I got confidence in Paloma. I don't know how much confidence I have in you. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Come on, man. Don't doubt me. Don't doubt me. Did we we all see Chuck? Did we all see Chuck run the 40 on my, on my social media? That dude was going fast. Now, see, that's a different, now, see, that's a different ball game, Paloma. Now you're, you're you're talking different ball game now. Okay. Let's, let's, let's keep it in in, in perspective here. (laughs) Right. He's a he's a guy that's gonna be playing on Sundays. We're not playing on Sunday. We're playing we're playing Madden or we're playing video games. That's the only thing we're playing on Sundays. Go ahead, Devon. All right, Paloma, bringing it back to UNLV. Can't let you leave without yep. talking a little UNLV. Doug yeah, Brumfield leaving the program. Coach yeah, Oreo brought in Harrison Bailey. Was this something that was expected with a three quarterback room that maybe one was gonna transfer, or is this or did it just catch everyone by surprise? You know, me personally, you know, having an up close you know, view of this situation last year, traveling with them, being on the road with them all the time. I mean, being injured and missing nine games, you know, I know that hurt Doug. I know it did mentally, physically, um, you know, everything. And, and his first year was a COVID year. So, man, I mean, this guy's really just trying to find his confidence, trying to find his consistency, trying to find, you know, his game in college. He only played three games. Uh, at UNLV and when he did play you know he brought a spark to the offense he was having fun out there he was building chemistry with Kyle Williams and and his receivers so um, I know from me as a reporter looking at him it just seems like he was trying to find find his groove find his his place in the quarterback competition and you know, bringing in Harrison Harrison Bailey and having Cam Friel become the starter last year and becoming you know the Mountain West uh, freshman of the year, you know, that's huge. So honestly, um, I, I, I give Doug all my best and his family's awesome, but I think he's just trying to find his, his place and his trying to find his stride. And, you know, if he's not finding that at UNLV and if he's not being able to find his confidence and find his rhythm at UNLV and he doesn't think that he'd land the starting job this fall, then, I mean, you know, the transfer portal these days, I mean, it's 365, 24 hours a day. So um, my best of luck to Dougie Fresh. We'll see where he goes. (laughs) No doubt about it. Paloma, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you, today is uh, Jackie Robinson Day in the MLB, Major League Baseball. Everyone's rocking number Mm -hmm. 42. And I know that you don't play baseball. I know I don't play baseball. But I feel (laughs) like that there was someone who – broke the barriers for you to do what you're doing. Someone broke down the barriers for me to do what I'm doing. And many mm-hmm. of us that are like us, is there someone that you looked up to that was like that, that groundbreaker or that barrier breaker for you to get into doing what you're doing now? Yeah, I think growing up and watching Aaron Andrews and Samantha Ponzer mm. and Maria Taylor, you know, all, all yeah. the girls who did it at ESPN and Joy Taylor. And I, I, I want to say it's all the women who were just kind of fearless to be themselves, you know, don't worry about being a robot. Don't worry about reading the prompter and just, just being, you know, boring. Like to me, it's all about your personality, your passion. You know, what are you passionate about? How can that convey to your audience? And it's all about, you know, being yourself, being yourself, like, like y'all, just like y'all, y'all are yourselves and it's so (laughs) much fun. And if you were a robot reading a script to me, we would not have this conversation today. So uh, to me, it's all about the women who, who stayed true to themselves, not being afraid to be the only woman in the room um, and not being afraid to be themselves. Right. Absolutely. Well, uh, I I thought that you would have answer for that i i often get uh, asked that question as well and i always say Stuart scott was a guy for me you know when he was yeah. on espn and he kind of brought that hip-hop flavor to it as well and i'm like okay okay i see yeah. you Stu. you know rest in <laughs> peace but i see i see him yeah. so uh paloma good stuff as always uh i know you got the reb zone what you got coming out what should we be on the lookout for oh the red zone is in the off season so <laughs> okay <we> okay are... <laughs> 
<laughs> we are sleeping on Sundays now. Oh nice. my god! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, yo, we don't sleep from August to March. We don't right. sleep, but y'all know that. Y'all know that. So, right. um, yeah, man, just put on the gas with the NFL draft. I'm trying my best to get in the community. You know, get my nose out there. Try and find out what's up. Um, you know, for fans, for families, for locals to enjoy. Um, UNLV football, their spring ball game is next Saturday at Allegiant Stadium. It's nice. free. It's at 5 o'clock. Uh, go check out the Rebels. Go check out their quarterback from Tennessee. Uh, you know, they got a lot of brand-new faces out there on both both sides of the floor. Both ends of the floor? Both sides of the ball. Yo, <laughs> right. yo, football season. <laughs> right, right. Kind of rusty. It'll come up. It'll come up. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, I'll be out at UNLV football spring ball game next Saturday at Allegiant Stadium starting at 5 o'clock. Um, and then, yeah, the draft will be here, and, you know, it's 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 the best. Oh, it's the best. I love Vegas. Yeah. We love Vegas, yes. right? Yes, we do. We absolutely do. It's going to be <laughs> on and popping. Well, Paloma, thank you Woo! so much for your time this afternoon. It's so great to catch up with you again. I know you're busy, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, and hopefully we catch up again before the draft. I know. Hope to see you guys soon. Bye. All right. There she goes. Paloma Villacana does a fantastic job. Fox 5 Sports and here with us on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. And that's the thing. I used to always tell the wife that, oh, yeah, football season, after football season's over, it's cool. Everything will calm down, slow down. We, uh, yeah, we'll have plenty of time to relax and chill. No such thing. There is no such thing as an off season. Does it, is it seven days a week? Not necessarily, but it's six and a half. So, you know, you're still going to be super busy, and that's a, that's a great thing to be. 2.47 is the time. We're here at the TI, the Golden Circle Sportsbook. Damon is back in the home studios, the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I am Vice has just arrived. He's in the building. Yeah, buddy. Holla at your boy, man. 702-365-9200 and Salmon Ash text line 69187. As we come back, close out the hour. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Just got a few minutes left in hour number one of the show. We're going all the way up to at least 5 o'clock. Many thanks to Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports who joined us in the last segment. Talking all things NFL Draft. Coming up at the top of the hour, we got cover three NFL news and notes of the day. Of course, we always want to hear from you as well. 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash text line 69187. Keyword R&R. A couple different things I threw out there to you. It is Good Friday. So what's good about being a Raider fan? What makes you feel good about being a Raider fan? What gives you that burn in your belly to get excited about the silver and black? I know there's a lot of passionate Raider fans. I know there's passionate Raider, but I know there's a lot of passionate Raider fans as well. So I want to know what's good about being a Raider fan to you. Also, Stephon Gilmore, he is now a member of the Indianapolis Colts, agreeing to a two-year deal worth up to $23 million, $14 million guaranteed. So he's off the board. So are you comfortable now, Raider Nation? Are you comfortable staying pat until after the draft before the Raiders go and make any more free agent moves? Not saying that they're going to, but are you good with that? Or is there still someone out there that you would like the Raiders to go sign before the draft? If so, who would that be? 702-365-9200. 702-365-9200. Again, the Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. Let's go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Raider Mac. You're on uh, Unnecessary Roughness. Welcome to the show. What's up, Q, man? Thank you for uh, thank you for your uh, for your hard work, man. You guys are great. You and Deron, y'all, I mean, y'all, y'all better win that basketball game, though. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, I got that game. I got Jamal. Don't okay. stand a chance, right. man. I got that. Okay. All right. All right. Well, he, he said he can play. Hey, Q, man. Um, you know, I've been a Raiders fan for a long time. Eighteen of the last twenty years, we we we've had losing seasons and different coaches. I, I and I stay through with the team no matter what. I'm like this. I'm not switching teams. I'm never, yep. you know, that. But here, here's the thing. Two things I want to say. The first thing is the media. The media. I mean, they still got us ranked fourth in the division, and they got us ranked in, in, in Vegas. Vegas, of all places, got us got us like twelfth favorite to win the Super Bowl. I don't I don't understand that. And the second thing, Derek Carr deserves the money. I'm not a big Derek Carr fan, but he deserves the money. I don't never get in another man thing. I think he can win a Super Bowl for us, but the biggest problem I for us is we need to get a a um a corner, another corner, but the biggest okay. thing is a linebacker. And do not make no trades. 
leave what we need to stay where we at right now and that's it. And Q you have a good weekend. You got a lovely family and enjoy your enjoy your weekend and, and do your thing, man, like you always been. We appreciate y'all. All right, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. Definitely enjoy the weekend, and yeah, that's what it's all about. And uh, yeah, I, I can see a corner. I can see a linebacker. I think that a corner and an offensive lineman are probably the top two priorities. But I can see, you know, wanting to address the linebacking room as well. I do think that with a couple small additions that they made, and with the return of Denzel Perryman, I think that that's going to help out a lot in that linebacking room. But I, I totally understand what you're saying. I think the linebackers are going to be that much better this year because the beef up front, that defensive line, the defensive tackles are really going to help keep everything clean, keep those guys clean so they don't get caught up in the wash. I think they're going to be able to go down downhill, make their play, make their tackle, or drop in coverage like a Divine Diablo and, and, and make a play that way. So uh, I think that those guys up in the defensive line are going to be so, so critical to the success of the Raiders' defense. 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy Fargo Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Thank you, Damon. Thank you for taking my call. Um on this good Friday, I'll just say this. What's not good about being a Raider fan, man? <laughs> now, we got the autumn wind. The sea of hands goes to the post. We we got to have our shell, Tom Flores, and being the underdog now. I know we, used, we, we thrived on being the bullies of the league, and now we've become these underdogs that they constantly are, like last caller was saying, putting us in, in uh, places of no respect. Hey, we haven't won in a while. But even the years where we were winning, they've always doubted us, and I like it that way. I like watching them backpedal week by week when the wins stack up, and I like them nice and quiet when we get to the goal. <laughs> now, the goal is the trophy, and we're going to get there soon, I hope. Thank you guys for taking my call, and you have a great day. Absolutely. Hey, good stuff, Fargo. Thank you for the call. And, yeah, uh, you know, the odds came out for wins uh, for the Raiders, and I think it was at, what, eight and a half? I think that that's – I don't want to say insane because, I mean, you never know anything could happen, but eight and a half kind of blew my mind thinking eight and a half? Eight and a half wins? They just came off ten-win season, and they got better as a team and got a better play caller as a head coach. <laughs> I mean, got a more stable regime. I mean, I just – again, that's okay because last year they were only expected to win six games. And they won 10 and went to the playoffs, or six and a half. And they won 10 and went to the playoffs, so that's fine. I mean, it's cool for the odds makers to give them what they think, and a lot of times the odds makers are right. You know, look, there's de- there's a AC in the desert for a reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the, my dad told me the other day, he's like, hey, you know, a lot of times you win, but even when you lo- win, sometimes you lose. You know, people that get all those comps for their rooms and everything because they, they spend a lot, and, you know, you always have your buddies like, oh, I win all the time. Yeah, there's a reason why you got them comps, brother. There's a reason why you got them counts, because as much as you win, you also lose. But, again, I think that that's one of those situations. Eight and a half wins is what they say that the Raiders should win this year. I think that they should win ten minimum. I think that should be at least the expectation is ten wins. And then you have a shot at the playoffs. I'm not saying that's going to get you in. I'm saying that that's what your expectation should be, at least 10 wins. When we come back, we'll have covered three NFL news and notes of the day. But we will continue to take your calls and texts. If you have them, hit me up, 69187, keyword R&R. And, of course, 702-365-9200. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.